0: super talk mississippi media production in the mississippi legislature house bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants call your legislator today at 601-359-3770 ask them to stop house bill 728 it's not too late you can help stop this paid for by building america's future
1: i'm steve azar and i'm on the other side of the microphone In a Mississippi minute. That's right. A three time winner on the PGA Tour, he became one of the three players in history to win his first tournament his rookie season. I mean, come on. Along with other victories around the globe, my guest today in a Mississippi minute accomplished such brilliant feats and now is embarking on his Champions Tour debut at the birthplace of golf, St. Andrews, for the Senior Open Championship, a place that he really loves, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Why? Please welcome my brother, my man with a wonderful heart, Mr. Robert Gomez. Hello, Robert. How you doing, Steve? I'm good, man. I'm good. Are you in Orlando?
2: I am in Orlando. I've been uh, working my butt off here, working on my golf game, and, and uh, just trying to battle the rain and, and all the stuff going on here. Uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a good good summer so far.
1: Is it is it as hot? You know, uh, I know you live on our dear friend Powell, my partner Al Wisney, on Orange Tree. For people that aren't familiar with golf, or if you are with golf, so my my visual of Orange Tree is you can hit it ten yards left or ten yards right, or you're going to have a penalty shot. <laughs> that's my that's my thought oh, yeah. process. It's so tight, incredible. So. You know, you're, you're living on the course and being able to train there. I want to start talking about St. Andrews. I want to talk about your history there, how excited you are for that to be your debut on the Champions Tour, and, uh, you know, some of those elements that uh, just training on Orange Tree versus when you go to – because I've never played St. Andrews, so it looks wide open on TV uh, and, and training on, you know, at – at Orange Tree, sort of tell me, you know, how you feel like that's going to, uh, the game's going to be able to transcend and, and, and you know, and be productive over there.
2: Well, obviously, Orange Tree's a total different golf course in some respects than or- than uh, St. Andrew's is. Um, you know, Orange Tree is, is really tight. Uh, there's OB or water on every hole. That's how yeah. I explain things to people. And, uh, you know, a lot of the holes have OB on both sides. And you're right, you hit it 10, 10 yards off, off line and eat. Some holes even less than that. You can miss the fairway by, you know, two or three yards and be out of bounds. Yeah. And uh, you know, I've hit it out of bounds on par threes where you just miss yeah. the edge of the green, bounces out of bounds.
3: Hello. <laughs> so,
2: <I love> it. <laughs> it, it's, it's a tough golf course, but uh, it's a, it's it's a hidden gem here in in Orlando and probably in Central Florida. Uh, people don't know about it, and I've been playing out there now for, I'd say probably I don't know, 12, 13 years now.
3: God, um, has it been that long?
2: I, I love it. And, yeah. It has been. I, uh, you know, I've been living in Orlando since '02, and and uh, came upon it probably about four or five years after I I moved here. So a, I've been playing there a long time, and and it's just a, a a great track. It's always in good shape, and they they keep doing renovations uh, uh, and, and doing things to the golf course to make it better and better um you know the Wisneys are, are wonderful people and yeah and, uh, the best you know they, they've taken such good care of everybody at the club and and doing things to, to make it better uh that said you know I've been working there pretty hard and and playing there for all these years it, it, it's 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 a, not a long golf course from the back tees I think it's it's not even 7100 yards almost and uh where I think when I get to St. Andrews, we're going to play at about sixty eight hundred. I think is what I saw last. So that's good for me because I'm not a long hitter by any means. Mm-hmm. But uh, and apparently the weather over there has been absolutely perfect lately. Um, you better knock on no wood quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've looked at the forecast now, and it's starting the end of next or starting next week when the regular open it, uh, when it's open from on the uh, the PGA Tour the, PGA Tour, there, yeah. the young guys open. Is at Carnoustie, which is across the across the bay from uh, St Andrews. Uh, it's looking like the weather's starting to pick up some rain, and some other stuff next week. But uh, I'm hoping it doesn't dry the golf course out too much. The uh, the, uh, the thing for me, if if it's dry at St Andrews, ball run out. And what what makes St Andrews so tough? And it does look wide open. And, and you have you know they have a lot of holes that um, that share fairways. So that'd
1: be you, trouble if I was playing. He, You've seen me; yeah, I, I can spray it pretty good. So you, you know, yeah, that would be trouble. Yeah. I'd be actually yeah, exactly. trying to find a, somebody I don't like and trying to pet them. <laughs> no, I would, <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah, but it, as long as you hit it left, which is why some guys have had a lot of success there. Say John Daly and Tiger Woods, who who hit hooks most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just aim it, aim it down the fairway, draw it to the middle of, both, of the two fairways. Wow. That said, it's, uh, it plays a lot shorter going straight at the hole. Um, but there are these little things called pot bunkers. And yeah, <laughs> if, if, it's, if it's firm, the ball's going to roll right in. It can roll and bounce right into the, into these pot bunkers. Then you're just chipping out.
1: You know, we and have potholes down have. here. A lot of them. That's part of our deal. <laughs> so, uh, we, we I yeah. do understand the pot bunker versus the pothole. Uh, both, both are equally challenging. I can tell you that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, you know they're tough, and and uh, when I played there, I, I played my first open in 1990 at, at St. Andrews. Yeah, I want to so talk about that. Years.
1: So take take me back then.
2: Played my first one there, and, and I just I had won at uh, Tucson, and then one at Bay Hill, and my rookie year, and then go there in the summertime, and and I get there, and it's just wonderful. I I just uh, it was such an uh, interesting place to be for my first open, you know, the home of golf. And I stayed right there at the Scores Hotel, which is right uh, on Scores Street, right across from the from the, the whatever ocean or uh, the water. And uh, it was a three-minute walk to the clubhouse, RNA a clubhouse. It was just an unbelievable time. And the golf course, for me, was set up pretty well, I thought. Uh, you didn't have to hit it a long way. you You just had to keep it in play and keep it straight and that's, that's what I, I do best usually is, is drive it right drive in the fairway one of the straightest um, hitters not, I've
1: ever seen ever <laughs> <laughs> you really and,
2: are and I well, I appreciate it and, and you know playing Orange trees helped that too right uh, that's part of it but uh, I've always driven the ball pretty straight always I used to hit it really low uh, so back then it, it was just played in my hands because it was just a, a low ball hitter's golf course it was it's, uh, you know you just Keep the ball down. The wind's blowing uh, a little bit. Uh, If you keep the ball straight, you can keep it between those little pop bunkers. And and, you know, I I I finished twelfth my rookie year, which was which is pretty good, even though uh, I was quite I was quite a ways behind Nick Falda who ran away with the tournament at like eighteen under par. I think he he finished, and uh, he 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 just had an amazing week. It was uh, the weather was fantastic. The the hardly wore long sleeves except at night when you're walking around going to dinner and things like that so it was just it was a fun time for me and i can't wait to go back and and uh, enjoy it but actually my my uh my rookie year there was uh, my birthday was on the saturday of the tournament so I, I went out and played and i ended up shooting 67 on saturday and i had mm-hmm. met I this, uh, a friend of mine who was uh, i became friends with him but he was a tailor-made rep in europe so i i, I was using tailor-made drivers and three was back then and and, uh, he, we went out to dinner and hung out during, during the week. And that day we got done playing and we met in the, in the Bollinger Champagne can and drank champagne all afternoon.
1: Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 this is Saturday. Birthday. You still had a day that was moving day. <laughs> I, it wasn't drinking yeah, day. Well, Do we have to, uh, just... well, it
2: was after I got done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're talking to Robert Gomez, uh, multiple winner on the PGA Tour, has endured a whole lot lately. And, and going back to, to Orange Tree, I know, and, and I'm always, my listeners know that I'm always good for at least one to two things I, I say that aren't right. So this could be right, but I'm, I'm sure pretty sure our pal Al said that when Payne Stewart trained to win the U.S. Open, he said Pinehurst Number 2 looked like the Grand Canyon compared to where he trained, which was Orange Tree.
2: I'm sure he did, but uh, because I had heard that before I started playing there, or actually when I first started playing there, the guy that took me there the first time was telling me that – and it was not just that time, but any time Payne Stewart used to uh, get ready for a major championship, a U.S. Open, a PGA, a a British Open, even a British Open, but any any major championship where he knew he was going to have to drive the ball straight, and keep it in play. He would he would play Orange Street, wow. and he felt like if, if he could hit, hit driver on every hole and keep and, and keep it in play, he was ready. Because as you know, I mean, if you can keep it in hole in play every hole, Orange Street with a driver, you you're you're ready to go.
3: Right, that, right. That's,
2: I mean, it's just that good a golf course. I've been grinding every day. Today's my one day off because the golf course is closed. I took the day off uh, To just rest my body Because I've, I've been playing And practicing every day Just getting ready I've working hard On my golf swing With my coach And, and uh, just trying to get it To where I, Once I leave here I'll, I'll, I'll be on cruise control When I get over to Scotland And I love
1: um, it. You know, get ready so. I love it We're talking to Robert Gomez You're in the Mississippi Minute We'll be right back Hey folks If you're tired of being tired Because your pillow Isn't doing his job at night Give my buddy Chad and his team at OmniPillow a go. OmniPillow has a hundred day return policy and listen to this. They will donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal is to give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. You'll thank me, I promise. Give yourself a much deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com. Enter promo code Steve Azar. That's omnipillow.com, promo code Steve Azar, and you'll receive 20% off with free shipping. If you ask me, there's no better pillow on the planet.
0: In a Mississippi minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: I'm with Robert Gomez, multiple winner on the PGA Tour, global winner, uh, dear friend of mine. we met a long time ago. Once again at, at these golf charity events, uh, been blessed to have him as a buddy and brother for a lot of years. And I'm uh, um, obviously uh, getting to be on the outside of the ropes when you're watching TV and the inside of the ropes. I feel like a relationship, uh, having somebody to pull for. Um, back in my Jim Gallagher days down here, when Jimmy was in it was you know in the heat of it all and. And with John, Daly, and all that, just our friends that just, I love, I feel like that I feel like that I'm part of it, you know, when we're not, but we, but uh, friendship-wise we are, and, and it gives you an extra reason to, you know, to sit there and bite your fingernails and get nervous for your buddies. Uh, and so let's, let's talk about growing up, because I want to understand how and wh- who mentored you. Was golf in front of you? Uh, it, was it easy to... Uh, to do growing up and to train. I mean, take me, take me to the, to the younger Robert Gomez. Take me to the kid days.
2: All right. Well, I, um, I grew up in Las Vegas. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, and uh, back when it was a, just a small town. Uh, we had, I mean, there weren't a lot of people, but the, there were the, the casinos, but not the big ones that they know of now, you know, that people see on TV and and people that go there know all these big resorts and everything. Uh, there were a lot more golf courses on the strip than than there are now. Right so now they're all <laughs> hotels and casinos. But uh, you know, I grew up I grew up there when it was uh, back back 70s when it was uh, really still small, small townish how I got started playing golf, um, and started swinging a club. I was two years old and, uh, my mom was working, was working. And my dad was in charge of, of taking care of me. He, he wanted to hit some golf balls. So apparently you know, there was a little driving range, not far from our house called the Arnold Palmer driving range. And, uh, it was just a, you know, piece of land that, that people hit golf balls on. And, uh, so, uh, As my dad tells the story, he he said he was hitting balls, and next thing you knew, I was over there grabbing his golf club and just swinging and hitting a couple balls, and I hit them a few feet, if if that much, and uh, that's how I got started, and uh, they ended up... Uh, I think it was just that day my dad got home and had an old three iron and I have it on my wall and he, he cut it down and put electrical tape as, for a grip. And that was my first golf club <laughs> oh,
1: in the heat of Vegas with the electrical. Tape. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you can hold on oh, to yeah. that, you can hold. No wonder you played so well at San Andrews. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was my first golf club. And, and, uh, there are pictures of me swinging a golf club when I was two years old. And, uh, I, I, I got my first, uh, junior set of clubs when I was five and started taking lessons uh, from, uh, I forget who, who the pro was back then. I, I've had a, a bunch of instructors and um, uh, like gr- growing up and started taking some lessons right away. We, um, started swinging clubs and, and play, my dad would take us out to the part three course. There was a little part three course and we play that. And, and uh, that's how, how it all started.
1: i, I, uh, I got to ask you something you know. real quick about the three iron because I was watching the Seve Ballesteros story um, and his family and how he had basically a two or three iron, right? He'd go out on Mm -hmm. the beach and he'd practice. And so he learned to hit that one club a lot of different ways. Your dad gave you a three iron. I mean, usually it's a seven iron or something (laughs) in the middle. Obviously, if you can hit a three iron or a two iron or whatever. So do you feel like that that just the the idea of the club not having a lot of loft, um, did you sort of uh, do you feel like that may have been you know, like an advantage. I
2: don't know. I hate hitting three iron. In fact, I don't even care. I don't really carry a three iron. Nowadays, so,
3: there goes that theory. Hybrid
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're all hybrid clubs now. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't hit a regular three iron in the to save my life now. But, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't grow up keeping, hitting that three iron. Obviously I, it, I ended up getting a junior set that ha- I had one of those first junior sets that had like a pitching wedge or, or some kind of sand wedge type club, right. a nine iron, a seven, a five and a three, you know, those those that was my first. Year right. That, they skipped, they skipped you know, the even I, numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, my, my dad probably got it at Kmart and, and just, you know, it was just one of those things just to get me started. And, uh, just to see if I, if I enjoyed the game. Cause back, back then I was, um, just getting started in little league and played baseball. And, uh, later on I played one year of football and hated that. I didn't like having to get up in the morning on, you know, I was seven years old, and I was obviously—you know me—I'm I'm a pretty small guy. Um, but I was seven years old, and and I had to try to play football, or at least like my dad right. wanted me to play football. So tried it once, and that was all I could handle. Especially because they—I uh, ended up the coach put me in as a nose tackle. I'm oh like, my gosh! What? Well, that's the They're problem nose, right there. And, You're and actually, supposed to be a tailback. Actually, <laughs> I, actually, I was actually no, it wasn't even nose tackle. I was a nose guard. So oh, I, was, I was there on the on the offensive <laughs> side with. These kids bigger than me were running over me, or or I, I was I was pretty quick, so I was a defensive back as well at times. Okay, but, that uh, makes sense. It was just <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was not fun for me to get my butt beat every day. So yeah. uh, one year was all I could handle of that. Um, but I played baseball and I, I played soccer, and I loved I love playing those sports. But uh, I just really enjoyed playing golf. And um, back when we were kids, your parents could drop you off. My parents would drop me off at the golf course. I'd spend all day playing and practicing we had a little muni golf course not far from our house and and they used to do good rates for juniors and and i started taking lessons from the pro there and uh that's just kind of where i spent my days when i wasn't you know playing baseball i didn't have practices or or stuff like that but any other time i was on the the golf course and and, because i just enjoyed it um so much and and that's how how i got how i got started and hitting hitting um Golf balls off off of basically this desert rock that uh, that was under the grass that we what what we call grass back at the mini course that we that we grew up on. So uh, it, it was not in, in the best shape. I right
1: if I could say, <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I want to talk about that in a minute because th- because I'm gonna take another stab at trying to uh at, to be uh, accurate, which I'm sure I won't be in a minute, but <laughs> in a Mississippi minute, I have the right to screw up a lot training on hard pan like that all right I'm talking you're talking about you're like you felt like you were hitting rock underneath it
2: i I do um you know people ask me how I, I, how I put so much spin on the ball, and I think it's a lot of that had to do with playing on that on the hard pan because I had to learn how to hit down. Down into the turf, basically right. to hit down on the ball to get the ball to go up. Uh, you, you play on on hard pan; it's, it's it's difficult. I mean, I know you know playing there uh, with you guys, we can get some of those hard pans. Like especially this year when it wasn't so yeah. so wet over there, at Greenville. You right. know, it was, there were some hard areas to to hit off of this year, which was awesome for your event. And you have to learn how to hit down through it. And and if you if you watch any kind of footage from back. In the day, if, if if you could find any of of me, you could see these big divots, these big pelts. I used to take. You go up to uh, like I'd, I'd go up to uh, uh, Muirfield up there in Columbus, Ohio, and and play Jack Nicholas's tournament. And, and I'm taking these things. They look like strip steaks. These <laughs> things are so big and deep. Your you know, caddy loves inch, you, right? You got to go inch inch pick inch them up. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, well yeah, because they go they go about. 20 yards down the fairway, and you have to go pick them up and bring them back. But uh, that's just from I me mean, learning on on hard pan lies. And even now, I'll go, I'll be on the range and look for for some lies that aren't exactly perfect. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I won't mind hitting it, throwing it into a little bit of a divot to help me try to work on on staying down through the shot a little right. bit. And uh, you know, that so that's I think that helped me going to St Andrews too because the, the my rookie year when I played there, it was, it was firm. There there wasn't any rain and it, it was dry and firm. And, and I think that helped a lot. Uh, so I'm hoping it stays that way. And, and, and I've been, I've been working a, a little bit and I've had some issues in the past with, uh, from a car accident, some hand issues and yeah. some stuff that kept that made me change my swing a little bit. I'm trying to get back to the old me and, and where I can make sure I stay down through it and, and, uh, hit down through the ball a little bit and, and, uh, it's, it's, you know, I'm getting there. I love it. I love it. Okay.
1: All right. So, so I want to talk about that because that's something that on my, in my mind that I've been wanting to talk to you about the uh, injuries, uh, you know, your, your latest health conditions and all that, and how you do get back. Cause I think, uh, anybody that has to overcome, uh, health and, and body injuries and all that, especially as an athlete and getting back into, the, to be able to compete, that's just, uh, another level of, uh, of dedication. And, uh, as we get older, it's tougher. So I want to do that, but you get to play DJ first, you know, Mississippi is is the birthplace of it all when it comes to art and music. It's we're, we're it. So we like to celebrate it. You get to play DJ. Would you like to hear a little Muddy Waters or a little North Mississippi All-Stars? Uh, let's do a little Muddy Waters. Uh, you're in Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, because that's how we do roll. I'm Steve Azar. We're going to be right back.
0: Forty days and 40 nights
1: Since I sat right down and cried I. Lord help
0: me it just ain't right. I love that good with all of my mind.
1: Hey folks, in the market for new pillows I'd like to tell you about who I believe strongly is the best pillow manufacturer made right here in the USA. My friends at Beds by Design and their amazing Omni Pillow. The Omni Pillow is made with a copper infused fabric and they use high quality fabric. The copper has been known to be antifungal, antibacterial and good for the skin. The OmniFlow is the foam in the inside designed by their veteran team The OmniFlow is a -a one-of-a-kind product that is unlike any other material. It is a patent material that adjusts as the weight is applied. They combine that with responsive temperature control that regulates your body temperature as you sleep. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy. And listen to this. They'll donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal? To give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. Give yourself a much-deserved... Life's rest. Go to Omnipillow.com. That's Omnipillow.com. Enter promo code Steve Azar and receive 20% off with free shipping. You won't regret it. Thanks, guys.
0: In a Mississippi minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Here we go. I'm Steve Azar. We're a five time winner. Professional golfer, A couple times globally, a few times on the PGA Tour, Robert Gomez. Robert, you think about your career and you think about injuries, uh, uh, just mishaps, you know. Uh, if You you could look back and there's no injury, there's no car wreck. Uh, there's no heart issues in the past, uh, you know, in a few years ago. Uh, I want to talk about all those things and how you got yourself back in shape and, and the road to recovery and, and what it put your mind through as well. Uh, and uh, do you get any depressing, uh, the depression that could set in and all the what-ifs, but a five-time winner, you'd multiply that times two. You're talking Hall of Fame career in a lot of cases. Um, You know, let's go back. First of all, I want to go back to your rookie season. We're going to work our way to this, so I want to start there. talking to Robert Gomez. First time to ever play a PGA event. I think Ben Crenshaw. I remember Ben Crenshaw, but I don't know who the other guy was.
2: It was after me. It was Garrett Willis at the Tucson Open also where I where I won my first event.
1: Okay, so as a rookie. Uh, was, we as were, a rookie. We, yes. Tiger's mm-hmm. never done it. Phil, Arnie, Jack. None of these guys. Nobody has ever. Their first tournament. So it's your first time out. You were at Arizona State. Right? Arizona. Arizona. Oh, God, Arizona. my God. Yeah, there's yeah, my, yeah. there's yeah, my big yeah, right. mistake. That's a big mistake. That's like saying you went to Ole Miss or State or stayed or instead of Ole Miss. So I've screwed that up. So I, now my listeners can go – can exhale and go, there it is. Uh, I've done my screw-up. Okay, so you played at Arizona, uh, and you left school a little early, like a lot of pro athletes do, uh, when you're allowed to. And you, you go out, and you. how do you get the invite to play uh, in the Tucson Open, first of all?
2: my first start as a member of the tour here's here's how it started I turned pro and I, I played in the US Walker Cup team in August of 89 Right. and I at, right after that event I turned professional I got a couple exemptions to play in uh, I played in three tournaments uh, after I turned professional which I got some sponsored exemptions to play then I went to the Q school and, so at this point you're one of the hottest amateurs the on school. the planet
1: right you could say that yes so walk- I
2: was I was uh, I was college player of the year, and I was wow. like number uh, I was one of the leading amateurs. Uh, it's not no I can't remember if I was number one or number two behind. You know, Phil Mickelson and I were both right there because uh, he was a junior. He was a freshman. Uh, my junior college,
1: and he was uh, at Arizona State.
2: He was at Arizona See, State.
1: Yeah, you guys. We saying.
2: played against each yeah. other, and yeah. David Tom's uh, David Toms, who actually just won the U.S. Senior Open right. last uh, the last week on the Champions Tour. And the three of us were uh, were one, two, and three in college golf. Uh, I, I edged them both out at the um, at the end in the voting for college play of the year wow. in '89. You know, I turned pro, go to Q School that fall, go through. I had to go through first, second, and the final stage. Uh, so I went out to play in uh, California for the first stage out at uh, Fort Ord, uh, the, uh, out in Monterey, and it was weird. I I was there for the the, the earthquakes back in '89 when the World Series got mm-hmm. interrupted and all that. It was it was a really weird time. So I got through there, went to the second stage in Kingwood, Texas, and the final stage was at the Woodlands, Texas. I ended up having to par the last. I ended up paring the last hole to finish 50, 53rd or something. So so going into the beginning of the year, Tucson Open was basically the first event. And I I went to school in Arizona, so they were gonna give me they gave me a spot because I wasn't gonna get in on my on my number. Thankfully they did because I, I I was able to get started on a golf course that I played in college. We played there every Wednesday my my junior year at TPC Star Pass. So I get the exemption and I'm, I've got to play the Monday pro am and the Wednesday pro am in between. <laughs> initiated in between in which I <laughs> yeah in between I'm. I'm Going out to Doral, I've got to fly Monday night to Miami. To uh, They're giving me a spot in the Doral Rider Open as College Player of the Year. So they're giving me my trophy for College Player of the Year. Wait, 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 wait. During months. the tournament? I, at a press conference during the Tucson Open. Come on.
1: I so that's Tuesday? event.
2: So I'm flying. I catch a, a red-eye flight Monday night from Tucson. No way. Fly to Miami, get in the morning, get cleaned up, go to this press conference, get the College Player of the Year award, <laughs> and they get... The Jack Nicholas Trophy for Cosplay of the Year. They gave me an exemption to the Dural Ryder Open, so I know in March, the first March tournament, that I'm going to play there. And because I had no idea where I was going to play after Tucson, because I wasn't exempt, I was kind of low on the, on the, you know, out of the school, so I, I didn't know what was, going, what my schedule was going to be. So I get done there, this press conference, lunch, the whole thing. I fly back to Tucson. <laughs> Tuesday night,
3: where you're being hazed. Wednesday again.
2: morning, you get hazed again. Wednesday play morning, I play in the pro am. <laughs> yep, and then Thursday I go out and, and play. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I, I, I'm I'm one. I was one back, I think, starting the final round.
1: It was Greg. It I rem- so, so I remember time. this. Okay, it so was, I love that because no, it was Greg Norman at the end. No, no,
2: no. That was that was that was my second win. Not talking,
1: son of a gun. There we go too. Everybody, <laughs> take close, another deep breath out was, there.
2: <laughs> it was. I was playing. I was playing with Jay Haas and David Frost. The last round, I think. And I think I was one back. I think David was leading, if okay. I'm not mistaken. We were all all playing together, and. Um, Come come around, and I I've just played really well. I had a six shot lead standing on the 18th tee, and I was, you know, I was pretty nervous starting the final round because I mean I'm in the last group. You had a what shot lead? I had a six shot lead standing on the 18th tee.
1: As at your first tournament to ever play against all these guys.
2: Sunday, yep. The last (laughs) hole, I've got a six shot lead, and uh, (laughs) I'm just you know I was nervous starting around. And they announced me, It's. It's. I think this is what broke up my, my tension a little bit. They announced me from Las Vegas, New Mexico, instead of Las Vegas, Nevada. (laughs) And I just, I kind of laughed and, and, you know, I think that broke up a little bit of the tension I had starting. And I just ended up, you know, freewheeling and playing pretty well. And again, I, I, like I said, I had a six shot lead down the last, on the 18th tee. And I'm standing there and I'm, it's a, Pretty wide open fairway. It's a star pass. It was a, it was a target oriented golf course, but it was, you know, it, it had some pretty wide fairways anyway. And I'm standing there and I'm thinking, well, I'll just hit a three wood down the fairway. And I was nervous. I don't With a six shot lead. lead. I, I was nervous. So I hooked it, kind of pulled, pulled, towed it into the bunker on the left <laughs> and hit the lip coming out and barely, barely got. Uh, came out. Luckily, it didn't go into the into the junk. Oh it was gosh. a little ravine <laughs> short of the green. So it, it came out. Knocked the next one on the front part of the green. Actually, it didn't quite. Pin was back, and I didn't quite get it up the hill. But now I had to put it, and I left it about. Let's see. I putted it up, and it came back.
1: Oh my gosh! Because
2: I didn't quite get it up the hill. So now I, I putted up to like six feet and, and made your, that for, you, for double for double
1: to win by four well yeah i mean you had you should have just hit it you should what you should have done is hit it down the fairway hit it back to the tee just to mess with everybody that would have been yeah, awesome we're talking yeah, to robert yeah. gomez first time to ever tee it up in a pga event one of the three players in history you're talking golf has got extremely rich, rich history and to be with all the, the great players uh that uh came before and after him to win his first tournament by four shots with a double on 18. Are you kidding me? Okay, wait a minute. So um, I remember you holding a shot out, because it's one of the greatest shots ever, to beat Norman. And now, is that the next tournament? That was at Bay Hill.
2: That was at Bay Hill. That was, so, yeah, I get done, and, you know, trophy presentation, all that stuff. And now, because I've won, now I get in everything.
1: Well, yeah, you're in everything for two years, right?
2: I'm in everything but the invitationals and the majors for two years, two actually be two plus what about the, the masters back year, year? then yeah, i got in the Masters. yeah that yeah, was the okay. one that was the one that i did get in from my win the others you kind of have to win so much you know place so so high like the u.s open you need two wins to okay. get in to be exempt into it so here uh, so yeah i did get a spot to the masters and now i'm in the next week in yeah. palm springs and that's a five round tournament So it starts on wednesday is that I've the bob hope any of the golf courses that was, a, that was a Bob Hope, which back I played then. in a few times. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get done, and we, you know, we're partying a little bit Sunday night, and I, my brother's caddying for me. So we j- have to jump in the car Monday morning and drive to Palm, <laughs> Palm yeah. Springs because, you know, I I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where I was going to stay or any of that stuff. You've we been just, all uh, over the West
1: uh, Coast, you and the East Coast. You went, you made it from one coast to the other. Well, you know, when I say East Coast, I guess. Yeah. I'm— Eastern time yeah. zone. You you've changed time zones. You had a three hour you know, that's another thing. When you went when you uh okay, is Orlando or not Orlando, you went to Bay Hill, what, did you have uh, was that Central Time are you guys central time there? No, we're, we're East Coast. East Coast, okay. So we're that's East a East three time. hour difference. So besides having to do two pro ams so I'm I'm thinking about this, yeah. how this is possible.
2: Miami. Miami is the same East East. Hey, you went to Mi- Mi- Standard time. Mercy. I went to Miami for, for that. Came back and that was all that one week. I know it was tiring. So then I go to Palm Springs. I ended up making the cut there, and then I think next was Phoenix Open or something. Or I don't even remember now. It's like it was just a go go go, Um, and and there was so much stuff going on that different tournaments I got in. Like I I ended up getting in the Hawaiian Open. I ended up playing. I ended up playing San Diego. I ended up playing L.A. I mean I played all these events that. I mean, I wasn't in before, so I wanted to play wherever I could. Um, you're talking
1: about one of the this is one of the greatest stories because, I mean, you think about, first of all, you're college player of the year. You go out and you win right out the box. I mean, what a statement to make as an athlete. And you think about what who you're playing against. Some of the greatest players ever to play the game. Uh, we're talking to Robert Gomez. Uh, I'm Steve Azar. We're in a Mississippi Minute, and this is exciting to me because, see, I, this is the beauty of my show. I get to really know the stories better. From my pals because we don't, when we're together, we don't necessarily talk about stuff that we do for a living. We talk about stuff we wish we could do and we hang. Talking to Robert Gomez during the Mississippi Minute. We'll be right back.
0: If Alexa's part of your life, you've got one more way to access Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi is now available on Amazon Alexa devices. Once enabled, just say, Alexa, play Super Talk Mississippi at any time and start listening. It's that easy. Just one more way to stay informed and connected with your state. Learn more at supertalk.fm slash Alexa. Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Now available on Amazon Alexa devices. In a Mississippi minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Driving seventy-five. I'm Steve Azar. We with five-time winner as a professional golfer, a couple times globally, a few times on the PGA Tour. Robert Gomez, um, Robert, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Robert, were your folks? Uh, was your dad still alive? And and, and I mean, I'm, I'm I'm prying a little bit, but were they around when you won your first tournament?
2: Yeah, yeah. They 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 ended up showing up later on. They weren't there from the start, but they came in for the final two rounds. I think
1: came for the victory so, party. I remember,
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't back then, but I mean, it ended up being. <laughs> you know, they weren't they weren't coming around. They just showed up for to watch me play the weekend because they both worked. So they couldn't get off, you know, during the week. So they they were there for the last two rounds. Um,
1: Did they take the month off was, after you was, won? Did we get the big jet? <laughs>
2: no, no. They had, somebody had to go back to work. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so it was just it, it was a crazy start to my my career, and, wow. and some things happened. Uh, you know, coming back from well, coming back from the Hawaiian Open, uh, we, we we're flying into San Diego and and bunch of golfers caddies on this plane and you know it's not not like it was is now where everybody flies private but uh we were all on, a, on i think it was a united flight coming back and 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 getting ready to land in san diego we uh, the announcement comes on that we, uh, they need us in crash position oh no <laughs> yeah yeah i'm thinking okay now i just started my career yeah. and now we're gonna crash a plane yeah. uh Apparently hmm. the landing gear it wasn't showing that it was down or something, but it was down with it. So we it, uh, apparently because we landed okay, but it was a it was kind of a scary yeah some,
1: <laughs> yeah oh, final coming on. in
2: uh, uh, into San Diego, but uh so that was one crazy thing that happened. Wow. Then obviously we get done with the West Coast Swing as they as they call it, but, uh, and they I don't even they call it that anymore because the tour so so messed up, but. Back in the day, it was the West Coast when You played all the all the tournaments out west because the weather was usually a little bit better. Then you went to more, Florida, and that they, that was what they used to term as the start of the of of the tour because the guys like Normans and Nicklases and all those guys uh, used to start playing on, when it when the tour went to the West Coast. They okay. didn't play a lot of the events on the on the or they, they played on the East Coast. They didn't play a lot on the West Coast, right. so. They used to think of the Doral Ryder Open as the start of the tour because it was the start of the East Coast, uh, the Florida Swing. Okay. So you know, yeah, you know, that's where that was where my first start, where I went to get the exemption, you know, get the Nicholas Trophy for College Player of the Year right. when I flew out to Doral. So that was my first start on the Florida Swing, and played pretty much all, all the events. Played there, played Honda Classic, played. Uh, uh, then the players was before Bay Hill, so the Players Championship in Jacksonville, which everybody sees every year. Um, <clears throat> I had a, I was playing pretty well, and on Saturday we had, we were finishing our round from Friday, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're finishing our Friday round, Saturday morning, and playing pretty well. I'm going along really well, finishing my round. And I make eleven on seventeen. Hmm. <laughs> I was leading the tournament and ended up making eleven on seventeen. That's not good. Round.
1: That didn't help um, things. Yeah,
2: it wasn't very yeah. good. That was not good. But I ended up making a cut and playing. So the next week I get to is Bay Hill. Yeah. So I get to Bay Hill and uh, you know meet Mister Palmer for the first time. Well, really first time. And and you know you know the tour back back in the day was it was a lot different than it is now like i had some friends that i'd met early in the year so i get to my locker at bay hill and and i just coming from the players championship where i made the 11 on 17 i get to my locker and there's a golf ball with a life jacket on it (laughs) you know one of those gag gag, gifts in my locker somebody somebody had left you're not the only one that ever made Uh,
1: 11 or worse on 17 so it's not like but uh, that is that's some good that's a good friend that's good friends i like that
2: i like that oh yeah and that's the, way, that's the way the tour used to be. It's a little bit different than it is. now. I would time. have put a Pickles Pigfoot in it,
1: just FYI, in your locker. <laughs> so that way you have a little smell with it yeah. going to it. Yeah. Uh, check him out. When I come uh, St. Andrews. Uh, watch him his debut. See if he can do a repeat of the first time a rookie has ever won. Uh, you know, uh, one of the three on the PGA Tour now are going to try to make that attempt on his first time at the Seniors Tour at St. Andrews, at the Open Championship for Seniors. Uh, let's don't get that senior thing. All next up, we're, we're all uh, over fifty, but that doesn't matter. You're not over fifty yet, but it's uh, it's actually better. Not yet. It's better on the other side. I'm Steve Azar. You've been in a Mississippi Minute. Thanks a lot, Robert. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all sixty of them where you can take your sweet time. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dockin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping
0: you up to date on what's happening with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at newsms.fm. Your statewide news network. News Mississippi. News Mississippi. Covering the stories that matter to you.